Well, how do you walk? Are you a pronator? An over-pronator? Or maybe just an under-pronator? If you look there, maybe if you walk out in the, at the beach or uh, just step on something with your feet wet, you'll probably have one of those footprints. And I wonder which one is yours? Well, most of us don't know. We just walk, don't we? We don't really think about how we walk. There are some shoe specialists in stores here in town who will help you know which one of these represents you. And maybe you've got a fourth one. And if you have a fourth one, you probably need to have that checked out. <laughs> uh, as they look at your walk, they will uh, begin to analyze some things. They will uh, begin to look at the sole of your shoe as well as just analyzing how you walk. They might have you walk in the store or in the clinic and be able to look at your feet and be able to see how you're walking along and figure out which one of these you are. But usually they can look at the sole of your shoe and begin to figure that out. They will then perhaps coach you about the best way to walk, to correct some bad walking that causes back and foot problems. The idea is to make changes for the better so that you can be aligned and you can be healthy and perhaps even not to give too much advertising to a local store, maybe even have a new balance in your life. <laughs> we encounter some walkers in our scripture text here today, don't we? This is the beautiful story of the, the two men who are walking on the road to Emmaus. And some magnificent things happen as they're out there on that road. They have a distinctive gait about them, and one noticed by a different kind of walking coach the risen Jesus Himself. He noticed them in their walk and decided to stroll along with them just for a while, analyzing their spiritual pronation and working with them to make changes for the better. The first thing that Jesus seemed to notice and and to comment on is their erratic, their, their slow stride. The two men are moving their feet, trying to get out of town, but their lips and their tongues are moving even faster adding to their distracted stepping out of Jerusalem. They're busy talking. They're discussing. And yet still not really getting anywhere. Like a guy I saw yesterday who was busy texting and walking. He was getting nowhere and running into everybody along the way to nowhere. But this is how we walk sometimes. This is how they were walking. They're walking to get away from the terrible disappointment they just felt and experienced when their hope of life was pinned to death on a Roman cross. They were also walking with great fear. They probably were aware that the same kind of cruel treatment could happen to them as they had followed Jesus publicly. They had already been identified as followers of Jesus. So no wonder they're getting out of Jerusalem. And they're also fearing what lies ahead. What Jesus taught and lived was so true to them, so beautiful and so right. What is there to live for if this beautiful life couldn't in the end win against a wooden cross and evil and the injustice of the world? They were also walking with things. Yes, things. These things kept coming up in this conversation. If you look there on the back of your bulletin and just count how many times things are in there, Jesus continues to talk about the things that they're talking about. And the two men keep walking with these things. Jesus began to talk with them, though. Uh, they still didn't recognize that it was Jesus. He is, and some would say, He is keeping Himself anonymous. Others would say, no, they just He's there, He's visible, but they don't recognize Him because they're not looking for Him. They don't expect Him to be there. 
But Jesus is walking with them nonetheless. They mentioned all the things that had taken place and the things about Jesus of Nazareth. In fact, Cleopas is a bit uh, sarcastic and almost smart aleck with Jesus as he is saying, uh, what do you mean? You, You don't know any of this that's happened? All of these things that have gone on? Jesus responded with, what things? With a way that they must have later noted to be an attempt on Jesus' part to point out that it wasn't about the things of their religion or the things of Scripture, but about the thing walking right in their very midst. Jesus pointed out to them and all others since then, including you and me, that they were a bit slow of heart and even foolish Jesus would say, because they were living their lives and walking foolishly. It was at this time that Jesus began to alter their footing a bit, a great bit. Jesus wanted to change the way they walked for better and forever. And so He began to come even nearer to them by opening their blind eyes and touching their slow hearts. This all happened as He began to interpret to them the story of their religion, as well as interpreting their lives for them. And he begins with Moses and he just begins to walk through their scripture with them to help them understand. These were the things they misunderstood or couldn't even seem to carry very well as they walked. And as they are discussing all of this, there is this moment of a pause. Jesus takes the bread and he breaks it with them at the table. Just in the way he had done a few days earlier in the upper room. And the bread He gave them not only opened their eyes, it caused them some tremendous heartburn. Because it was then they realized who it was in their midst. This was an incredible experience of awareness for them. This was a life-changing alteration to the way that they walked. And they would never walk the same way again. And people would notice One thing I've noticed uh, here since we've been at the Highland Center is uh, how mobile uh, our neighborhood is. People just walk everywhere, and it's really suited for that. There are sidewalks and uh, lots of places that you can walk to. There are parks. There are convenience stores. There are lots of places to walk, and so people get out and walk. People also, a lot of people in this neighborhood don't have cars. They depend on the bus system, uh, or they... uh, ride bicycles, but people are all going in different directions and people are are just walking. And as I drive back and forth in and out of the the neighborhood at different times in the day, I just see people out walking. Some walk for exercise. Some walk to the bus stop. And some look like they're walking down to Circle K or they're headed to Brookshire's. Others seem to just be walking, heading nowhere in particular. And I see all kinds of walkers. Some are slow walkers. Others are brisk, as if they are headed somewhere to go to an appointment, uh, and they're perhaps late for that. Some are carrying things. Always like the ones with the, uh, the shopping carts from Brookshire's uh, that end up in different places. I want one of those myself. Others are being carried along by things. They are listening to music in their white earphones as they are moving down the street. And you can tend to see who's listening because you can see them in motion with whatever it is that's coming into their headphones. Some are being carried along by conversations with others. I tend to see people not walking by themselves, but in groups as they're walking from here to there in conversation. And others just seem to walk as though they're carrying the world on their shoulders. Have you seen them walking in this neighborhood? 
They're carrying a lot. People are walking lots of different ways. It's just something I've noticed. What about you? How are you walking these days? How would Jesus describe for us this morning your walk? A brisk walk? A slow walk? Maybe it's a walk where you are carrying the world on your shoulders. But how and where are you walking these days? Perhaps Jesus could make some changes to your spiritual pronation. It seems clear to me that Jesus is just as much a walking coach for us today as He was a coach for those two headed on the road to Emmaus. He is watching how you and I walk with the same analytical eyes that followed those two guys out of Jerusalem. It reminds me of a scene in that great and classic movie, Forrest Gump. When Forrest says to a lady at a park bench, you know, that's where the real wisdom is. When he's sitting on the park bench, you want to find out what Forrest is saying. Now, I'm not going to try to do the Forrest voice. Um, My wife can do the Forrest voice, but I didn't ask her to do that today. (laughs) I didn't ask her to do that this morning. (laughs) But uh, he's sitting there with a lady at a park bench. He says, those must be comfortable shoes. I'll bet you could walk all day in shoes like those and not feel a thing. And the nurse at the park bench says, My feet hurt. Forrest Gump says, My mama always says you can tell a lot about a person by their shoes, where they go, where they've been. I've worn lots of shoes. I bet if I think about it real hard, I can remember my first pair of shoes. As Jesus comes near to you, entering, your walk of today, what does He find? What kind of description does He have for your shoes? If you're like me, and your walk like mine at times, He finds a stride that is altered by many kinds of things. Like fear, for instance. Fears of failure. Fears of the past, or fears of the future. And fears we just tend to conjure up from from nowhere. Fears that have no justification at all in our lives. These all may be driving us away from where God wants us to be. The Jerusalems that Jesus has intended for us to be in at this time. They drive us away. And from who God wants us to be as well. Or maybe He sees that your walk is off a bit because you're stumbling along with your disappointments. These two guys were very disappointed. Maybe you're stumbling along with your disappointments today as well. You thought life would turn out differently. The hopes you had in a thing or a person or even in God Himself seem dead to you now. What Jesus may be seeing though is a thing. Maybe there's a thing that you're walking with that Jesus points out to you. You keep obsessing with things. Trying to walk and talk with these things. Meanwhile, you're totally distracted from the greatest thing in your life. The resurrected Jesus Himself, who is trying to walk along with you. The resurrected Jesus always is walking with us, but do we realize it? Do we realize how near He has come to us? And Jesus says to you and to me, just as He did with the two men on the way to Emmaus, What things, what things in your life, what things in your head 
What things in the circumstances that are surrounding your life right now? And what about me? Where do I fit into your walk each day? But Jesus, our coach, isn't the kind of pronation specialist who just points out the problems with our walk and just leaves it at that. No, He doesn't do that. He helps us make changes to the way that we walk. Changes for the better, of course. These come as we hear Him interpreting for us all of these things that we've had in our heads as we've tried to make sense of our lives and our faith and our world and even with our God. He skips the head and goes straight for the heart. There was an article in the newspaper yesterday, I think it was in the New York Times, about uh, David Hume, the great philosopher, and I think it was celebrating his, I don't know, 300th birthday or something. And, uh, and his whole, all of his writing about uh, cynicism towards reason. And I thought about that as I was reading this, and how Jesus is challenging their reason and all the way things ought to add up in their head, and He goes straight to their hearts. Straight to the idea of a union between them and God. Once the heart is engaged, the things make sense. And our walk greatly improves. And the best way He does all this is by breaking bread with us. As I mentioned last week for Communion Sunday, it is such a special time when we gather around the bread and the cup to remember Christ's life, His death, and His resurrection long ago. But His presence with us even now. Even now in the problems, even now in the challenges, and the tough things that we deal with every day. As we allow Jesus to open our eyes, our hearts become open as well. To the point when they are burning within us. They burn with a blazing realization that Jesus is indeed risen. And that His presence is within, not just without. It is the burning reality that Jesus is with you wherever and whenever you walk. This morning, are you feeling the burn? And when was the last time you felt that burn of knowing that Christ is with you and that that He is ministering to you and He is trying to help you and He is speaking to your heart, not just to your head? Lots of people have had this burning. In fact, all those who allow Jesus to come near become aware that He doesn't just walk with us, He walks within us. And when we realize this, our our hearts burn like never before. And our walk, our walk will never be the same again. And your soul will show it. Let's pray.